here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. He's here. Okay, we're here, aren't we? All right. This election, ladies and gentlemen, is up to you and me. Your family, your fellow citizens. What we want this country to look like. The reason it's not a regular election is because the Democrats have nominated some very, very radical, even anti-American candidates. And I will say that because if you're pushing socialism, if you're pushing extra-constitutional policies, then that's right, it's un-American. And um, if you're disgusted with the media, you need to turn out and vote and push them back too. Free speech, freedom of the press. I can tell you at our founding, uh, freedom of the press was not what it is today. Freedom of the press was about promoting a revolution against a monarchy. Freedom of the press was about republicanism, small-r republicanism. Freedom of the press was about individualism. Freedom of the press was about representation and limited government. It was not a rabid progressive agenda. And uh, we need to keep this in mind. Because the progressives are not about supporting our principles. Progressives are not about what you and I believe in. This is a huge battle. It's a big election. You wanted a president who would shake things up. That's exactly what he's doing. He's trying to push back. He's trying to push back really like no president I've ever seen before. And even today, he's being compared to Hitler He's being called a racist. It is grotesque what's going on in this country, in the Democrat Party, and in the media. Those of you who can vote early, I hope you're voting early. Those of you who can't, like me, you've got to be there on Tuesday. But it's more than that, as I've said over and over and over again. You've got to bring five or ten people into this, or we're going to lose. You've got so many Senate races that are close, within two, three, four points. You've got so many House races that are within two, three, four points. You have governorships within two or three, four points. Either more of us turn out or more of them turn out. I'm tired of hearing about the blue wave. There isn't a blue wave, a red wave. There isn't a red wave. We won't know until Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. It'll be a blowout against us if we don't show up, regardless of what the polls say. But it could be a blowout against them if we do show up. And uh, 
There are candidates like Andrew Gillum in Florida who are repulsive, not because of their race, but because of the things they say and the things they believe. In my view, he's an anti-Semite, and I will explain that to you later. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but he is. Conversely, there's a reason why John James, who is as red-blooded as they come, great patriot, combat veteran, there's a reason why this African-American gets no national attention, has not appeared on CNN or MSNBC in any significant way, or meet the press or any of the rest of it. There's a reason why Barack Obama is not campaigning for John James in Michigan. There's a reason why Oprah Winfrey is not campaigning for John James in Michigan. And yet, Obama's campaigning for Gillum in Florida. And Oprah's in Georgia, campaigning for another radical. There's a reason why a guy named Robert Francis O'Rourke, who calls himself Beto, has raised $70 million and is receiving all this media attention. Free media attention. While other candidates are not. We're going to have a special show on Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, 10 p.m. Mine is the last of the shows without reruns on Fox on the weekend before the election on that Sunday. And I'm going to do things a little differently on that show. I'm going to uh, do a monologue, and I'm not going to do it normally, but I'm going to do it in this case because it's an extraordinarily important time in our history. And I'm also going to have an expert on the program to go through a number of races that are very close and I consider very important. We are truly battling a very bleak force, a very dark force in this country that do not share our values and principles. They lecture us while they attack us. They tell us to tone it down while they call our president Hitler. And there's many bigots among them. Many. Like Don Lemon of CNN. The thing he said the other day is a fireable offense. Or Steve Schmidt on MSNBC, another bigot. And the things he has said, and now I've gone through and looked, these are firing offenses. But the executives, the corporate executives, on the boards of directors of these companies, Comcast, Time Warner, and the rest, they obviously want this. They want a divided country. They want the race baiting. They want the anti-Semitism coming out of the media. They don't want a United Nation. A United Nation. They don't want people having civil, substantive, serious debates. They want centralized power. Where these corporations and these executives believe they can, uh, they can control outcomes in this society. Now, we're going to talk more about this as the program goes on, but I want to hit this issue again of birthright citizenship. You are hearing people who make absolutely no sense on this issue saying that the president cannot use an executive order to address 
birthright citizenship. Again, my caveat is that I know the courts are going to be hostile to any effort to curb birthright citizenship, statutory or by executive order. But I hear people say a statute would be stronger. First of all, they're not going to get a statute because it'll be filibustered in the Senate. So it's a non-issue. The Democrats aren't going to allow it. They want birthright citizenship. So with the filibuster rule in the Senate, there will be no statute. The president is aware of that. The commentators on TV, even some conservatives, they pretend they're not aware of it. But we're all aware of it. Or it would have been done already. These are the same people in Congress who refuse to build physical barriers on our southern border to protect this country and to enforce our immigration laws. Suddenly they're going to pass a statute outlawing birthright citizenship. But why pass a statute? If, in fact, as the left says, and some of these conservatives say, because they're know-nothings, that birthright citizenship is in the 14th Amendment, which is what Paul Ryan said. Preposterous. If that's the case, then how is a statute going to fix it? Statute won't fix it, because they're saying you have to amend the Constitution. When's the last time we actually amended the Constitution the old-fashioned way? Or one of two of the old-fashioned ways? Been a long time. Why? Because the left changes the Constitution all the time. And now when we want to address something that they did outside the Constitution, now we're told we have to pass a constitutional amendment. How absurd. As we discussed the other day, as I discussed, as Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review discussed with me, Birthright citizenship was not actually implemented in this country until the 60s and 70s, the 1960s and early 1970s, by the bureaucracy. By the bureaucracy. It wasn't in the Constitution. No court ordered it, and no statute was passed. So why do we have to amend the Constitution or pass a statute? Well, we'll have a better chance in front of the Supreme Court. If that's the case, we have no chance in front of the Supreme Court. And as much as this battle over Kavanaugh was so crucial, he's not Clarence Thomas. He's not Antonin Scalia. And neither is John Roberts. It's just what it is. The president happens to be right about this. The president happens to be right about the Constitution. The president happens to be right about an executive order, however it turns out. And all of his critics happen to be wrong. He knows more than they do. As Daniel Horowitz put up there in the conservative review today, leftists concocted an ingenious game of judicial supremacism that creates a one-way ratchet for their policy outcomes. Heads they win, tails they win. Yet the so-called conservative legal community chooses to play the game. Nowhere is this more evident than in the debate over so-called birthright citizenship, where the left Cherry picks one non-binding footnote of a terrible decision, misrepresenting another bad decision that violates previous precedent, the plain meaning and purpose of the 14th Amendment, sovereignty and the social compact, while collectively ignoring endless uninterrupted case law indicating the opposite, all for the political outcome of giving our sacred birthright to illegal aliens. The 14th Amendment. 
Representative James F. Wilson, Republican Iowa, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee back in the 1860s, who helped draft the 14th Amendment, spoke emphatically that it was, quote, establishing no new right, declaring no new principle, unquote. Quote, it is not the object of this bill to establish new rights, but to protect and enforce those which belong to every citizen, unquote. That's what he declared in 1866. Now, I want you to think about it. How many states would have ratified this amendment if they believed it would be applied to illegal alien babies known as birthright citizenship? Not a one. This amendment was passed to protect African-American former slaves not foreigners yet to be born who have no right to come into this country illegally. Period. The notion that an amendment designed to grant freed slaves who lived here for centuries and had no allegiance to any other jurisdiction, the basic rights of American citizens would be used as a tool to prevent Congress from regulating citizenship for immigrants of all stripes is scandalous. The first sentence of the 14th Amendment, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. We need not speculate what subject to the jurisdiction thereof means. As I said the other day, Senator Lyman Trumbull of Illinois, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee at the time, said during the debate over the 14th Amendment, quote, subject to the jurisdiction, unquote, of the United States means subject to its complete jurisdiction, quote, not owing allegiance to anybody else, unquote. Of course, persons present inside American territory are subject to our partial jurisdiction in the sense that they have to obey our laws and are subject to criminal prosecution for disobeying our laws, But when congressional drafters added the second phrase of jurisdiction to citizenship clause, they were clearly limiting citizenship to those who, in the words of one of the key drafters, were subject to complete jurisdiction as Americans. Senator Jacob Howard of Michigan, the principal author of the citizenship clause of the 14th Amendment in the Senate, explicitly said, that candidates for citizenship must be born here and not owe allegiance to any other authority. Echoing Trumbull, he said a full and complete jurisdiction means the same jurisdiction in extent and quality as applies to every citizen of the United States now. He made it clear allegiance, quote, will not, of course, quote, will not, of course, include persons born in the United States who are foreigners Aliens who belong to the families of ambassadors or foreign ministers accredited to the government of the United States. So, simply put, the history of this amendment is not in dispute. It's not in uh, in doubt. It's not up for debate. So what changed? Nothing in the Constitution changed. Nothing legally changed as a matter of statutory law. In the 1960s, the bureaucracy, under the Great Deal, decided to confer citizenship on babies born of illegal aliens in this country. 
And now we're told, in order to reverse that, the President of the United States has to push for a constitutional amendment, or Congress has to pass a statute. But he's not allowed to reverse what the bureaucracy did in the 1960s with an executive order. How insane is that? I'll be right back. Mark in. a different view from me in academia, practicing lawyers, or former federal this, or former that, I challenge you to show me the evidence in the 1860s that supports your position that birthright citizenship was enshrined in the 14th Amendment. Just give us one piece of evidence. I challenge you to show me any statutory authority where Congress intended and in fact affirmatively granted birthright citizenship to the children of illegal aliens. And I challenge you to explain in some kind of coherent way how something that is done by the federal bureaucracy cannot be undone by the president directing the federal bureaucracy, which is what an executive order is. Now, if you'll tell me he'd have a stronger case if it was a statute... He's not going to get a statute, and I don't understand why that's a stronger case. If it's your position that it's enshrined in the Constitution, then nothing can change it but a constitutional amendment, which will never happen. I'll be back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? how much we should be eating, and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. If you turn off your radio and open the window... You can probably hear him straight from the studio. Call Mark Levin at 877-381-3811. You want to open borders? You vote for Democrats. You want to continue this birthright citizenship without challenge? You vote for Democrats. You want to destroy Medicare and your private employer-supported health care and some of you with your own private health care? This notion of Medicare for all, which means Medicare for no one. Then you vote for Democrats, and that'll only cost you three thirty-two point six trillion dollars in the first ten years. And you turn your health care system over the Democrats who've done such a wonderful job under Obamacare. That's their proposal. Every one of them is supporting it. Every one of them. You want to undermine the United States military? You vote for Democrats. And I cannot say this too often enough. Who do you think China's rooting for in this election? Who do you think Russia is rooting for in this election? Iran, North Korea, the United Nations, 
They're rooting for the Democrats. Because they want to see the president weakened and bogged down with a thousand subpoenas and and so forth and so on. You want to see the culture to continue to unravel? You saw the Kavanaugh hearings. You want to see them shred the Constitution and spit in the face of people who they who they make allegations against? Vote Democrat. Or better yet, sit home. Leave it to everybody else to try and carry us across the finish line. Unbelievable what's going on in this country. The bottom of the hour, we'll have Patrick Morrissey on the program, the Attorney General of West Virginia, running against a fraud by the name of Joe Manchin, who sits there and waits to see if his vote's needed or not before he votes one way or the other. But he's a sure vote for Chuck Schumer. That we know. West Virginia, time to, time to send this guy out to pasture. And at the 8.30 hour, we'll have Representative Lee Zeldin, who represents most of Long Island. He's in a tight race. Another Army vet. New York 1st Congressional District. Good man. And we'll continue to do this. I believe tomorrow we have Cruz and some others. We're doing our part. Please write it down that you're responsible for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten votes. People who you wouldn't normally tell to go vote. People who you wouldn't normally make sure vote. If there's early voting going on, then by God, what are you waiting for? This is your country. It's up to you. It's your state. It's up to you. It's your congressional district. It's up to you. And that's the truth. Now, do you remember when comedy was great? It wasn't political. It wasn't profane. It wasn't worried about hurting someone's feeling. Not like these, uh, these frauds at night. Well, after being gone for far too long, Great Comedy is back now. Announcing CRTV's Make Comedy Great Again tour coming to a performance theater near you. It's a night of 100% clean, politic-free stand-up comedy. Featuring an entire lineup of comedians who are ready to make you laugh until you cry. You'll appreciate safe, hilarious, laugh-out-loud language during the night of label-free, tell-it-like-it-is vintage comedy. CRTV's 2018 Make Comedy Great Again. Uh, That tour features veteran comedians like Jeff Allen, Brad Upton, Earl David Reed, and many, many more. So bring your grandma, bring your kids, bring the family. Get ready to experience what comedy was always made to be. Great. Find tickets for a theater near you at MakeComedyGreatAgain.com. MakeComedyGreatAgain.com. That's MakeComedyGreatAgain.com. I'm also on a bit of a mission here, folks, but I need your help. I need the help of all the Levinites out there. We have a beautiful book illustrated and written, Our Police, by my uh, father. This book is entertaining. It's a lot of fun. It's got beautiful, colorful photographs of police and different uh, responsibilities. It's not propaganda. It's just supportive of the of law enforcement in this country. We need to get this book in as many hands as we possibly can. 
the hands of adults who will read it to children. In libraries. Will you help me do that? It's not about money. Obviously. It's called Our Police. This is how we push back in the culture. This is what we do. You can go to Amazon.com. It's right up there on my social sites. Mark Levin Show Facebook. Mark Levin Show Twitter. It's $13.37. It's 30% off. When a new book comes out, that's when they discount it the most. So if you're thinking of Christmas or Hanukkah or some birthday, or if you're just thinking, well, maybe I'll get in a few weeks, you kind of need to act right away to ensure that you get the uh, discount and you get the book within your hands 24 to 48 hours from now. I want to encourage you to to acquire it. I want to encourage you if you go to a bookstore, beautiful bookstores all over the country. I love bookstores. They're there as well. Our police. If I don't mention it, nobody else will. My dad's not here to mention it. It's not on Fox. It's not on, uh, you know, anything. That, it's here. I mention it. So I wanted to mention it to you now. I want to swing back into Florida. This Florida race is particularly important as far as I'm concerned. Because it's illustrative of what the Democrat Party is up to. Andrew Gillum is repulsive to me as he has dipped his toe repeatedly into anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic actions. And yet, he's tried to turn this campaign into a campaign of race to try and turn out the minority base in Florida. And it may well be working. He's a radical leftist. He wants to destroy Medicare. He wants to destroy all your private health care systems. All you unions out there who've negotiated for your health care, all this stuff goes away if you have, quote-unquote, Medicare for all. They use the word Medicare because they know many of you love Medicare. So they're using the word Medicare to destroy Medicare. Medicare for all means an iron-fisted, top-down health care program. That's what they're talking about. Government-run. Government-run. We don't need a government-run health care program. Now, this guy, Gillum, is making racial slurs against his opponent, Ron DeSantis, who served in combat. He's now saying that DeSantis wrote a book that supports slavery. So I I went back and I read what this guy, Gillum, is talking about. And it's also up at Hot Air if you want to check it. But I'll append it. He's not supporting slavery in the least. He's explaining what happened. Here's what he wrote. Here's what he wrote. He wrote, and I'm paraphrasing, that what happened at the Constitutional Convention was that they couldn't push the issue of slavery as far as some wanted to push it, although some wanted to push it all the way, that is the abolition of it, because you wouldn't have a United States under those circumstances. You wouldn't have brought in South Carolina, Georgia, and some of these other states. In this, there's no question. That's the history of what took place. That's the history of what took place. Benjamin Franklin was an abolitionist. 
Alexander Hamilton was an abolitionist. Several of them were abolitionists, but they voted the way they voted because they felt they needed to have a union. And then from there, they could address the rest. That's exactly what took place. You know who else took that position 60 years later? Well, 70 some years later, Abraham Lincoln. He explained it exactly the same way. That they had to leave it to their progeny, their children and their grandchildren to fix this issue of slavery. But if there hadn't have been a union, there wouldn't have been a civil war to eliminate it. That's what DeSantis writes for all intents and purposes. Taking up the position that Lincoln took up. Taking up the position that Benjamin Franklin and Alexander Hamilton took up. So this guy, Andrew Gillum, says that demonstrates that DeSantis... Wrote a book defending slavery. Now this man is repulsive and he's a demagogue. He's lied his way through this election about the undercover FBI investigation, not only of his city, but him. Him. It was a setup when they gave him that ticket to Hamilton. It was a setup when they gave him a a, a hotel room. It was a setup when he got a trip to Costa Rica. And he pretends that he wasn't under or is not under investigation. And if you dare to raise it, you're attacking all African-Americans. That's how he shut you down. That's how he shut you down. But I want to tell you a little bit more about this man who the Democrats are hanging their hopes on. Barack Obama's in Florida campaigning for him. Joe Biden's in Florida. Hillary Clinton. How can they back a man like this? I would ask MSNBC and CNN, how can they back a man like this who has a history like this? Aaron Klein over at Breitbart is a good man. The ties between the Israel boycott promoting an anti-police dream defenders group and the Florida gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum run deeper than previously reported. Gillum worked at the George Soros Finance People for the American Way. You remember that Norman Lear's group where he served as director of youth leadership programs from 2005 until 2017. And over that's a long time and oversaw a radical training outfit calling itself Young People 4 or YP4. Philip Agnew. The co-founder of Dream Defenders, remember that name, Dream Defenders, is a 2005 graduate of Gillum's former YP4 group. Now, Gillum's YP4 gave Agnew the Norman Lear Award, named after the producer and activist who founded People for the American Way. You know that group. Hardcore left wing, trashes constitutionalist nominees to the court. Gillum has faced controversy over his refusal to disavow Dream Defenders, which has engaged in activism to promote the boycott of Israel, espouses anti-patriotic, anti-capitalism, anti-military, and anti-police ideology with which Gillum has already been associated. The Dream Defenders website refers to the entire state of Israel as, quote, the site of a continued settler colonial project, unquote. See, this is... All about anti-Semitism. And laments U.S. military aid to the Jewish state. A large section of the site promotes the group's anti-Israel activism. Now, why isn't this being reported on CNN 
and MSNBC. Instead, they're promoting him. Gillum's Dream Defenders allies compiled an education tool for U.S. teachers about, quote, liberation movements. And that glorifies the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, PFLP, a deadly terrorist organization. Well, I guess he has a lot in common with Obama. Republican challenger Ron DeSantis has repeatedly called for Gillum to distance himself from the Dream Defenders. And during a debate nine days ago, Gillum claimed that he had no idea what DeSantis was referring to when he brought up a Dream Defenders pledge Gillum reportedly signed that supports a radical manifesto. The fact is, Andrew signed a pledge with the Dream Defenders pledging his support. This radical manifesto, DeSantis said during the debate. I have no idea what pledge he's talking about, Gillum replied. So he's a liar. And that's a pattern, whether it's tickets to Hamilton, a hotel room, Costa Rica. There's a pattern, a bald faced line, because he thinks his supporters and his would be voters are so stupid. They're going to buy his race baiting, his Jew baiting. They're going to buy his lying. Gillum's claim of ignorance about the pledge came despite his already known close relationship with Dream Defenders. Gillum has talked about aiding the group's activism and has written in strong support of Dream Defenders and its co-founder, this fellow Agnew, to whom he was a mentor. In turn, Agnew himself recently described a long and close working and personal relationship with Gillum and said he considers Gillum to be part of the movement, quote-unquote. Gillum was taped at a June debate saying that he is pleased and proud to have sneaked food to Dream Defender activists during a 30-day sleep-in protest at the Florida State Capitol. And I can go on and on with this guy. But notice, I have to try and expose him with the help of Aaron Klein. Not Don Lemon. Not Jake Tapper. Not Camerata. None of them. Can you imagine Florida electing this guy as the governor? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I would like to remind A.B. Stoddard, I believe that's her name, on the all-star panel on Brett Baer's show, that Donald Trump didn't, quote-unquote, throw this issue of birthright citizenship out there. He was asked about it by two reporters the other day, and he was surprised that they knew about what his discussions were going on in the White House about how to address it. It wasn't Trump who threw it out there. The reporters asked him about it, and he honestly responded to it. Moreover, her comment that all... Legal scholars believe you need a constitutional amendment. A constitutional amendment is a lie. Many of us don't believe you need a constitutional amendment. And I've now spent multiple shows over the course of a decade explaining this issue. But because the media know more than you and I, but because the media have a narrative, because the media hate this president and like these left wing policies, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. Crap. 
It's this saggy jawline, ladies and gentlemen. It's this jawline and the double chin that give your age away, but not anymore. Introducing the brand new Genesel chin and neck treatment with dual peptide and MDL technology. Chamonix's most advanced technology ever. It not only tightens saggy jawlines, but it plumps the lipophilic layers of your skin to contour and define the jawline within minutes. Using peptides and metalactones together for the first time, it works amazingly quickly, and the results get better every day. Nothing else works like the new Genesel chin and neck treatment to sculpt the chin and smooth out that annoying turkey neck. And here's the best news. It's yours, free. When you order Genesel for under-eye bags and puffiness. And for results in 12 hours, Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com right now. Imagine that double chin disappearing in about a week with Genesel's chin and neck treatment. Now stop imagining. Call or click right now. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Or Genesel.com. Once again, I challenge Paul Ryan, A.B. Stoddard, all these people to demonstrate to you and me how the people who framed that constitutional amendment, the people who passed it in Congress, the people who voted on it in the states, just name one who said it would apply to illegal alien children and provide birthright. Show me any statute that provides for that any and then tell me why we need a constitutional amendment to fix. I am sick of these morons beyond belief. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. The media uh, are really involved in this campaign, and you're going to need to push back. You're going to need to show the media that they cannot control the outcome of this election. And there is uh, an analysis of this at uh, MRC and Newsbusters. 
by Jim Noyes. With just one week to go before the 2018 midterm, and is actually less than that, six days, the broadcast networks are heavily spinning their campaign coverage against the Republicans, even as President Trump's campaign activities have received more airtime than all the individual Senate House and gubernatorial contests combined. Not only was network coverage of Republicans far more hostile, 88% negative, than that meted out to Democrats, 53% negative, but we found nearly 10 times more negative statements about Republicans and President Trump, 97, than all the Democratic candidates combined, 10. You've got the cinema in Arizona, who is an absolute radical extremist. You've got the same thing going on in the governorship in Florida. You've got this guy, this phony Beto, who is a radical lefty. You've got these people all over the country. Truly, extraordinarily out of anything close to the mainstream. And they do not receive the kind of focused media attention and criticism that Republicans get. In fact, coverage of the entire field of Democratic candidates would have been 67% positive if it hadn't been for a negative comment story about Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren's DNA test. Now, they found a combined 132 stories that either focused on the midterms or mentioned them as part of a story of another topic like the Kavanaugh hearings. Four years ago, when Republicans were poised to take full control of the House, those same networks aired barely one-fourth as many stories during a similar period. They are in full attack mode. They are in full attack mode. They are desperate to give the Democrats the House of Representatives and the Senate. Desperate. You, my fellow Americans... You, my fellow constitutionalists, you stand in the way, you stand in the way of the media, you stand in the way of Chuck Schumer, you stand in the way of O'Rourke and Cinema and Gillum and all the rest. You stand between liberty and tyranny. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how many more times I can say it. I only have a certain reach, which is why I'm saying, those of you listening to me, we have an army of people out there who should be voting. We need to get the vote out. We cannot simply rely on the president. We cannot simply rely on the candidates and the RNC. You have to participate in this. This is a participatory republic. You need to be your precinct captain. You need to find out what your congressman is up to. If it's a Republican, I'm sorry. This is a special type of an election. You need to get out and support that candidate, even though you may have many, many issues with him or her. This election's different. It's different. The Democrats know it and the media know it. You want to see smiling faces on Adam Schiff, on Maxine Waters, on Nancy Pelosi, on Dick Durbin, on Chuck Schumer and all the rest of them on election night? 
You need to vote and you need to bring several people with you or make sure that they vote. Or that's exactly what you're going to see. And you're going to see smiles on the face of all the so-called anchors and journalists at CNN and MSNBC. They're going to have parties in the newsrooms of the Washington Post and New York Times. Parties in the network newsrooms. While you're sullen. While you're depressed and frustrated. It's not enough to vote. That's the minimum. You got to get out there and be an activist. You got to take care of business. Early voting, that's still going on. Now's the time. Or on election day, Tuesday morning, which is where I'll be at the precinct. And I'll bring several people with me, or at least I'll make sure they're voting with me. I want all of you. All of you to vote. All of you. If all of you vote, and you ensure that five, six, seven, eight other people vote, we will crush them. They won't know what hit them. They won't know what hit them. Let's talk about some of these races now. This guy Donnelly is a fake and a fraud. He poses as a moderate in Indiana. He voted against Kavanaugh. He votes for Schumer. He's a Schumer guy. He's a flunky. He's a stooge. People of Indiana. Home to Mike Pence. This man must be replaced with Braun. You have a very good candidate in Braun. An outsider, a businessman. People of Michigan. You have a wonderful candidate in John James. An African-American, a conservative, a constitutionalist, a combat veteran, a successful small businessman. He's put everything aside to offer himself to you as a senator. What a wonderful senator he would be. Michigan, this is a very, very important race. Montana, you have a wonderful candidate running against a fraud. Tester. Another fraud who pretends he's a moderate when he comes back to Montana, but he comes to Washington, D.C., and they think he's from Massachusetts. The Libertarian has dropped out of that race in Montana, unfortunately a little late because of all the uh, early voting. But nonetheless, Rosendale is available. You need to vote for him. Florida. You have a very, very successful governor in Rick Scott. You have a worse than mediocre senator in Ben Nelson who exists for the purpose of filling a seat and giving a yes vote to Schumer. That's who he is, Ben Nelson. Almost half a century an effective, accomplished governor or a backbencher after all these decades in the United States Senate. You have an opportunity, Florida, to make a big difference, and I'll get back to the governorships in a moment. It's a big deal. Kansas. I'll get to you in a moment, too. North Dakota. Heidi Heitkamp has been a fraud for decades. 
Just like this guy Donnelly in Indiana. Just like this guy Donnelly in Indiana. It's up to you. To send somebody who truly represents your state in this country. There's many Senate races that are very, very important. Look at Arizona. McSally. Look, I know McSally's a rhino. Let's not play games. I know people are trying to pretend she's a conservative. I know she's not a conservative. But my conservative brothers and sisters, don't sit on the sidelines. Don't sit on the sidelines. You truly have a radical, hate America candidate running for the Senate from Barry Goldwater's Arizona. Please don't send her to the United States Senate. You know better. So I'm calling on all my conservative Levinites in Arizona. We're not thrilled with McSally. I got it. I understand. But if I were in Arizona, I would vote for her. Instead of Taliban, uh, the Senate candidate on the Democrat side. I'm quite serious about this. Nevada. Heller. I understand that Heller is a bit of a rhino. I got it. I know that. But he's got a slight lead. And again, his opponent is a radical leftist. See, this is what's going on throughout the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party today is like one of these radical left-wing European parties. So you have to vote to stop them. And if I lived in that state, I would vote for Heller. Right down the line. That's the kind of election it is. You need to send Heller back to the United States Senate. So all my conservative friends, brothers and sisters there. You have a wonderful man running for governor, too, Adam Laxalt. Haven't talked much about that campaign. We tried to get him on, but we can't seem to get through. I don't know why. His grandfather and I were very good friends. Dear man. And Adam Laxalt is solid. You have a great opportunity there in your governorship. I were in Nevada, I'd be voting for Laxalt and Heller. No question about it. No question about it. Texas. Do I really need to remind all you Levinites, you conservatives in Texas, how important this race is? To repudiate Hollywood? To repudiate the big media? To repudiate this fraud? Robert Francis O'Rourke? You don't really need me to tell you this, do you? And yet that's what needs to be done. More when I return. Mark Lovin. Now, for another uh, very important race... In Missouri, where Claire McCaskill has lied to the people in Missouri now for decades. She claims to be a moderate. You've got an excellent candidate in your Attorney General, Hawley, who was on the program the other day. Now, McCaskill is so slippery that she said, oh, I voted against Kavanaugh because 
he supports foreign money going into campaigns. Now, that is a lie, ladies and gentlemen. No, he doesn't. That is a lie. This is what she does. She lies. That's what she does. In my view, just my view, the most important gubernatorial campaign out there is in Florida with Ron DeSantis, a constitutional conservative, a combat veteran. Important race in Georgia, where another radical has been uh, nominated. Important race in Kansas, where you have Kobach, who is a terrific candidate. You need to pay attention to this. And in Wisconsin, you have a great governor in Wisconsin, Walker. And he's in the fight of his political career. You're in the fight of your political career. This is very, very important. At least I know it is, and you know it is too. So these are some of the, and if I miss some, that's perfectly fine. I'm not uh, pretending to uh, be uh, to recall all of them. This is these are some of the very, very important Senate races that are taking place that we have an opportunity to truly win. We love Chris McDaniel in Mississippi, as many of you know. He's running for the Senate there. He's an actual conservative, by the way. He's a real conservative. So that's a very important race. And we like Patrick Morrissey very much in West Virginia against Manchin. Many of you folks in West Virginia remember Manchin as your governor. Well, I want you to think about him as your senator because he's been awful. He'll throw a vote here and there. But you need better than that. You want better than that, I think. Now, we have all these house races. Now, I can't possibly get into all of them. I would say this. In Huntington Beach, California, have Dana Rohrbacher. Now, I don't agree with Dana Rohrbacher on everything, but I can tell you this. He's a good man. He's a Reaganite. I remember when he and I worked in the Reagan White House together. He was a speechwriter for Ronald Reagan. He's in the fight of his career. Now, do you really want some left-wing kook to represent you? There are other races in California, about seven of them. The Democrats are hoping to win all seven so they can take the House. And I can assure you that the media, if it's close, uh, they're going to be pushing these races all through the night to try and influence the outcomes in California. If you're a Republican and you live in one of these districts, you must not give up. You must vote. You must vote. There's a lot of important races in California. They got a big race for governor in Oregon. They might actually get a Republican governor, the first one in 40 years. Can you imagine that? But there's big races all over the country. Look at my state, the Commonwealth of Virginia. We've got Dave Bratt. So what they did, the Democrats, is they found a former CIA employee who is a left-wing kook. But she keeps campaigning on the fact that she's a former CIA employee. Because the leftists, many of them, try and cover their trail. They can try and cover what they really are and who they really are. She will vote to impeach the President of the United States. And Dave Bratt is a member of the Freedom Caucus. He's crucially important. That's an important race. 
We have Barbara Comstock in Northern Virginia. She's the only Republican left in Northern Virginia. She's it. And she's being targeted by the gun control crowd, Bloomberg. She's being targeted by the Pelosi pack and all the leftists. They want to take her down. Of course, conservatives have been disappointed with some of her positions. But the choice is between her and the biggest taxer ever, uh, in modern times in the state Senate of Virginia. Wexton. Who will also vote to impeach Trump. So I would urge my Levinites in these different districts to turn out. And to vote for Comstock. And to vote for some of these other candidates. You need some of these rhinos in order to win. This isn't where you clean out the rhinos. You clean out the rhinos in Republican primaries. But we have certain candidates in New York. New Jersey. And the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, controlled by the Democrats. You know what they did, these low-down, phony justices? Not too long ago, a few months ago, they completely redistricted the state to help the Democrats. Which may, in fact, if you don't turn out all over the country, including in Pennsylvania, hand the House to the Democrat Party. This is what goes on with these Obama judges. This is what goes on with these Democrat judges on these various state Supreme Courts. The Supreme Court gerrymandered the congressional districts in Pennsylvania to help the Democrats. I'll be right back with a tremendous guest. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. The Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi nightmare continues. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Patrick Morrissey is the Attorney General of West Virginia. He is a conservative. He is a constitutionalist. He doesn't have to wait for the Democrats to vote to figure out the way he should vote. He will not vote for Chuck Schumer to be the Democrat leader in the United States Senate. How are you, Patrick Morrissey? I'm doing great, Mark Levin. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm a big fan, and I'm really excited to be online and talking about the big issues in this U.S. Senate race. This is going to be a lot of fun. Well, it's my pleasure. Go ahead and tell us the big issues, where you stand and where your opponent stands. Absolutely. Well, I think as many people are beginning to really follow this U.S. Senate race in West Virginia, they're seeing that there couldn't be a bigger contrast between the Republican and the Democratic candidates. Now, let's start at the basics. I'm a conservative fighter. 
Mark, you know, I took on the Obama administration. I sued them. We had big victories in court. It was West Virginia that led the way to defeat the Obama power plan that was just this amazing power grab over the United States energy supply. We led the way, built a 27-state coalition. We stopped Barack Obama at the U.S. Supreme Court. In fact, it was the last major decision of Justice Scalia's life. So that was the big deal. We've led on many other big issues, taking on the federal government in their unlawfulness. I'm strongly pro-life, endorsed by all the pro-life groups, because I not only check the box on the issue of life, I believe in the sanctity of life. And I'm actually in part responsible for a lot of the changes which have evolved in West Virginia so that we have protections for the unborn. I'm also strongly in support of the Second Amendment and our gun rights. And we're working tirelessly to help President Trump. We think President Trump has been doing incredible things for the country and for West Virginia. And I'm proud to stand with him. We're running a campaign, partnering up with this president because he is helping turn us around. Now, the flip side of that is you have dishonest Washington liberal Joe Manchin. And he's just another one of these Washington politicians. He went to Washington, he drank the water, and now he's in cahoots with Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and all the radical liberals, including Hillary Clinton. On the issue of life, he sold out West Virginia values. He actually literally has signs saying that he supports Planned Parenthood and also that he stood with life. On the issue of life, that's not a multiple choice question. You need someone who's pro-life, who opposes taxpayer funding of abortion, who wants to stop the government funding of Planned Parenthood. On the issue of Second Amendment, we need someone who's going to stand against the gun grabbers. Manchin is best known for authoring a big gun control bill. And on the issue of coal, all I have to say is this. He doubled down on his support for Hillary Clinton even after she said, we're going to put a lot of coal miners and coal companies out of work. Big differences between dishonest Washington liberal Joe Manchin and conservative fighter Patrick Morrissey. And that's why we're going to win on Election Day in West Virginia. You know, Patrick Morrissey, there's a reason why Donald Trump keeps coming back to West Virginia to support you. It's because he not only supports you, he doesn't trust Joe Manchin. And I noticed throughout his career in the Senate, he waits and waits and waits to see if he can throw a safe vote that isn't with his party. He doesn't lead on anything. Am I right about this? You're right. And I think Vice President Mike Pence said it very well. He said, quote, Joe Manchin is always there when you don't need him. And you're exactly <laughs> That's right a great line. It's, yeah. it's a terrific line and, and really accurate about Manchin. Mm-hmm. Now, what are your priorities among other? You, you mentioned a number of them. I suppose you supported the president's tax cuts. You reject this caravan. You want a wall on the southern border, right? Amen. Well, absolutely. So let's start. I agree with all of the above. The Trump's tax cuts are good for West Virginia, not only doubling the standard deduction, which helps a lot of hardworking families in our state, the lowering of the rates, uh, but we also have other changes here that are really helping lift our economy up to levels we haven't seen before. When you combine the Trump tax cuts, Mark, with the deregulatory approach, I mean, let's face it, under the Barack Obama era, they tried to put a lot of organized for-profit businesses out of work. And certainly, they went after fossil fuels. I stood up and I said no to that nonsense when I filed those lawsuits. And President Trump, well, he's just finishing the job. I was basically the bridge to President Trump, who's done so many great things 
for our economy and for our energy jobs in West Virginia. We need to continue that approach of lowering our taxes and then ultimately deregulating so that regulations fulfill a more basic purpose. Mark, as you know, we're meant to be a free people. That means we should try to solve most of our problems either individually or within our communities or on the local level. When you have federal regulations in place, there has to be a very compelling health, safety, welfare aspect to it, and it obviously must comply with the Constitution. And that's part of the problem of the Barack Obama era. Uh, They went so far beyond the pale. President Trump is doing it right, and we know, unfortunately, Joe Manchin, his first vote in the U.S. Senate, would empower Schumer and that radical team that was on full display of obstruction and resistance during the Judge Kavanaugh nomination. And the people of West Virginia, they need to understand that when Hillary Clinton and her bunch talk about deplorables, they're talking about people, hardworking men and women, blue-collar men and women, like the wonderful citizens of West Virginia. Tell me, what have the Democrats done in the last 40 years for coal miners? I can't think of a single thing other than trying to put them out of work. Uh, Look, I think the biggest thing is when you have a presidential nominee who says we're going to put a lot of coal miners and coal companies out of work, you might be able to say oops and try to take it back. But the people of West Virginia don't forget. That's one of the major reasons why Joe Manchin's going down. That's his true self. The, The fact is that Joe Manchin, Vice President Pence, said it right. He's there when you don't need him. He's never going to lead. And he's certainly not going to stand together with President Trump. And that's why more and more people, as they're examining the contrast between my campaign and Joe Manchin, they're coming over to our side. That's why we're tied or maybe up by one in the latest poll. We feel very good. But I have to tell you, Mark, we have to get the word out because Chuck Schumer and the coastal elites, Bloomberg and Soros and all these radicals, they are coming in and they're spending unbelievable money. We think it's going to be over $25 million in West Virginia most expensive state in the country per capita in the Senate election. Now, Patrick Morrissey, if America wants to donate to your campaign, if the people of West Virginia want to turn out and support you at the grassroots level, what is your website? Well, our website is patrickmorrissey.com, and that's two R's and one S. And if folks consider donating $25 right now, you'd make a difference. We know that Schumer the other day just dumped 700000 more money in. The Democrat Senatorial Committee put a couple hundred more in today. We're fighting like heck in the arena, and we're going to win. But you know how we're going to win? We're going to win through these grassroots patriots that are listening to you, Mark. Uh, people care about the Constitution. People care about the rule of law, the separation of powers. That's what I've been all about as the state attorney general of West Virginia. That's how I'm going to act in the U.S. Senate. But it's Patrick Morrissey dot com two r's one s and please twenty five dollars here twenty five dollars there the limits twenty seven hundred we need to fight that Schumer Mansion Clinton team uh, because they've got the money but we've got the heart and we have a trump card and you know what if we can't get two Republican senators out of West Virginia given what the Democrats have done to your state it's going to be very very tough so. Uh, I hope the folks in West Virginia understand when Manchin comes home and he smiles and he shakes hands and he and he uh, kind of does a wink and a nod about the liberals and Congress and so forth. He votes with them 98 percent of the time. So um, uh, and on these big votes, you got to sit breathlessly on the edge of your chair and wonder if he's going to come through or not as he's trying to figure out what is best for his his political career. I assume, Patrick, you're going to take a leading role defending your state. You're going to take a leading role as a conservative. 
We are, Mark, and, and I appreciate you saying that. As Attorney General, we helped lead a lot of these national challenges. We stood against illegal amnesty, and we were very strong. We took on that Barack Obama EPA time after time. And look, we say no to this PC nonsense that comes out of the left. I mean, what they did is absolutely outrageous. And anyone who says that Joe Manchin, well, he ultimately voted for Kavanaugh, they have to look back at one point. Do you know that all of the shenanigans and the obstruction-resistant circus that we saw could have been avoided if Joe Manchin had stepped out earlier instead of taking a powder when they called his name first so that he could wait for the state of Maine for Susan Collins to cast the deciding vote? That's a profile in cowardice, and that's not going to be my approach. I'm the exact opposite. All right, Patrick Morrissey, I wish you all the best. I obviously support your effort very, very strongly. And give out your uh, website again so America can try and help you here. Well, thank you. It's PatrickMorrissey.com, and that's two R's and one S. And once again, if you donate $25 or $100, um, whatever you can do, I'm fighting against the machine. But I tell you what, we're tied in the polls, and I think we're going to get it done. Because I think people speak a lot louder than money. But your money does help today because you need enough money to beat back these liberals. Patrick Morrissey, Attorney General of West Virginia. I hope the next senator from West Virginia. Good luck to you, my friend. Hey, thank you, Mark, and I appreciate you talking me up the next couple days. All right. God bless you. Take care of yourself. It's another great candidate, folks. Another great candidate. You know, uh, my producer, well, he was such a fan of my ex-chair. I finally decided it was time for him to actually own one, so I got him an extra chair, and he loves it. And Mr. Producer and I are different heights, we're different weights, yet how the extra chair conforms to each of us to provide some unbelievable level of support and comfort really is amazing. Now, he's physically feeling the difference, less pain, more energy, better focus, more productivity, etc. You need to feel the extra chair difference you really do, for yourself. And if you want to see how beautiful this amazing chair is, just go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com, to see the numerous models. They have a lot of different models. If you own a business, well, take my advice. If you want happier, more productive employees, then consider getting X Chair for your entire staff. You know what it is? It's a very reasonable investment that will pay huge dividends. Because you want your employees to be comfortable and, and happy in what they're doing. So uh, X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off if you act now. You go to xchairlevin.com. That's xchairlevin.com. Or you can call. It's 1-844-X-Chair. 1-844. That, that's wrong. Here it is. 1-844-4X-Chair. A lot of fours. 1-844-4X-Chair. Now, X-Chair comes... With a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. So go to xchair.com now. And by the way, if you use code Levin Footrest, you'll get a free footrest as too. Uh, so that's xchairlevin.com or give us a call at 844-4X-Chair. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. I can hear a lot of activity with trick-or-treaters. 
Now, my own view about this is the fewer trick-or-treaters, the better. You know why, Mr. Beducer? Exactly. More candy for me. I'm just kidding for crying out loud. There was a time at the bunker when I used to put out, I've told you this before, a big bowl of Hershey bars. I don't mean the tiny little ones, one bite. I mean the big ones. Now, not the big, big ones, but a real Hershey bar. And I used to put out a big bowl of them. I used to have like three bowls of them. And I would uh, do it during the course of the broadcast, during the breaks, until a few years ago. When I would do that, and apparently some kids or teenagers took all the Hershey bars. And so there were none left. So I put the, another bowl out. They did it again. So I stopped. Then I shut the lights out and said, that's the, not enough of that. But now my wife's in charge of it. So uh, I hear a lot of activity going on up there in the uh, Halloween. People are talking about, should we move it to the weekend? Why don't you just leave things alone? Just leave things alone. For once. You know, uh, have you ever thought about the word education? It means to lead forth. The word forth raises another question. As you know, we've talked about this. Well, which way is forth? How do you know you're going in the right direction? Well, the easy answer is it just depends on which way you want to go. Now, my friend, Dr. Larry Arn, president of Hillsdale College, says young people almost always say that and that they've been taught to say that. But you and I both know that's the wrong answer. Let me tell you about a place that leads forth, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, they understand that true education means pursuing the highest answer to the question, which way is forth? Hillsdale students are challenged to discover, to discover the right way forth by reading the greatest books by the greatest minds in history. And they learn the meaning of the three ultimate and related things, the good, the true, and the beautiful. Hillsdale holds a unique and important role in American education today. I encourage all of you, my listeners, to learn more about this remarkable institution, and it certainly is, at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. West Virginia, Indiana, other states where these phony moderates as Democrats running to hold on to their political careers. I want you to think about something. Let's really focus in. Let's say there's another retirement on the Supreme Court or a death on the Supreme Court. There's another vacancy on the Supreme Court. How do you think Joe Manchin will vote? Now that he's newly elected with another six years, another five years, how do you think he'll vote? He'll vote no. How do you think Joe Donnelly, who just voted no on Kavanaugh, how do you think he'll vote? He'll vote no. How about McCaskill, who voted against both of Trump's nominees? How do you think she'll vote? She'll vote no. How about Sienna, or whatever the hell her name is in Arizona, Ms. Taliban? How do you think she'll vote? She'll vote no. Ben Nelson will vote no. Tester in Montana, he'll vote no. Stabenow, Michigan, she'll vote no. Every one of these frauds and phonies 
who want to convince you that, look, I'm a centrist. I'm bipartisan. I get, they will vote no on the next Supreme Court nominee should Donald Trump have another one. Now, I want you to think about that. Because they'll figure they're going to outlast Trump. Because after all, they have another six years. And he has to win re-election. It is very, very dangerous to play this game. If you're a voter who's a conservative or a Republican or a or right of center to be voting for these Democrats. They're very dishonest. Why would Chuck Schumer be spending so much in Virginia, West Virginia, that is? Because he knows Manchin's going to vote for him. That's why. And same with these other states. Why do you think? For the reason I said. You know, New Jersey, you have an opportunity too. You have an opportunity to elect the first Republican to the United States Senate in 40 years. Now, I know he's a rhino. It doesn't matter. It's Menendez. He's a crook and a leftist. That's what you got to do. He's a crook and a leftist. Why isn't Oprah Winfrey campaigning for John James in Michigan? Instead, a radical left-wing Democrat in Georgia for governor? Why isn't she campaigning for John James? Why isn't Don Lemon promoting John James? He's not an old white man, Donnie. What's the problem, Donnie? You left-wing hack. You're a lunatic. That's the problem. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I'll tell you a little story. It's very short. Back in the Florida primary, I seem to think it was in August, something like that. Um, my father wanted to vote. Actually, my wife, Julie, said, you know, all the election's coming up. Do you want to vote? He said, absolutely, I'm going to vote. And he wanted to vote. And the day before, he broke his hip because the cancer had gotten into his bones. So he broke his right hip, and he would later break his bone up near the right shoulder a few weeks later. He didn't get to vote, but he wanted to vote, and he would have voted. And he always voted. And I'm telling you this, Because I want to encourage you to vote. This is a man who was a World War II vet. This was a man who would call me almost every night after my radio show, or I would call him. He was so worried about the future of the country. This is a man who, during the Republican primaries, when I was back in Cruz, said to me, I like Cruz too, but why are you being so tough on Trump? And he was right. 
This is a man who was very, very frustrated and upset with the left in this country. Because he understood history. And he worried that we were losing our country. That's why he wrote these books and illustrated these books. He didn't need to do this. But that's why he did it. And if the greatest generation could go to war and defend this country, if the Korean War vets could have gone to war and defend this country, if the Vietnam War vets could go to war and defend this country, and all the young men and women in between, and all the young men and women now in Afghanistan and Iraq and other places, Syria and so forth, put their lives on line to defend this country. What are they defending exactly? They're defending our liberty. They're defending our constitution and the rule of law and our national sovereignty. Is it really so hard for the rest of us to make sure we vote? Is it really so hard for the rest of us to save the country from within? We have an enemy from within. It's called socialism. It's called progressivism. Together it's called tyranny. When I say these things, I'm attacked. I'm called a hate monger. I don't care. The truth is the truth. There are millions of you listening to this program on all kinds of outlets and formats. Terrestrial radio, AM, FM, satellite radio, the Mark Levin app, on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to me on your podcast. You're live streaming the show. There are multiple ways to hear this show. And on any given day, I'm just adding it in my head, could be 13 or 14 million of you. We've been together a long time, those of you who've listened to this program. A long time, relatively long time, right? More than 15 years now. Others have been with you longer. That's okay. I had had other careers. I never even intended to get into this career. But we've had a very special relationship, I feel. I know for many of you, I'm part of your family in some respects. Distant part of your family. But the same with me. I know I'm blessed with you. And the common thread in all this is our love of country. That's where you were taught. That's what you believe. That's what I was taught. That's what I believe. There's some people in this country who don't love it, who attack it, who rip it apart, who accuse their fellow citizens of being like Hitler and Nazis and racists and so forth. These are the forces. These are the people we must defeat. Now, we can't right now defeat them in our public schools and college campuses. We can't right now defeat them in Hollywood and Beverly Hills and the entertainment industry. We can't right now defeat them in the media. But ladies and gentlemen, we can defeat them at the ballot box. It's up to you. And I'm serious when I say it. Think about the power we have if we make sure three, four, five, six, seven people who we know and who will vote the right way get out and vote. Think of what election night will really look like. It is, in my view, 
particularly in this election, your patriotic duty to take care of business here. I really believe that. It's your patriotic duty. This is not just another election. If we lose, there are grave consequences. And so, rather than have anxiety and frustration, put your energy to work. Put your energy to work. You don't need people to tell you what to do. You know what to do. You know how to get other people involved in voting and so forth as your own precinct worker. Get out the vote. I brought a number of candidates to you. They're still up on my Facebook and Twitter sites who need your help in close races. A number of candidates. As I told you, I don't believe in giving to the party bureaucracy. I believe in giving to candidates. So I would encourage you to look at them and to support them. And hopefully most of them will win on Tuesday, but some of them won't. But the goal is to make sure most of them don't lose, but most of them do win. And I can't get down into every house fight, but we have like 40 seats that are close. You may live in one of those districts. One of those seven districts in California. One of those six or seven districts in Pennsylvania. One of those three districts in New Jersey. One of those four or five districts in New York. They're all over the country. You may live in one of those districts. Very, very important that you get involved. Even in your own life, that you get involved with a handful of people and make sure they vote. And imagine if you do that and then a few others do that and so forth and so on, it would be a big deal. It really would. Is there a silent majority out there? We're about to find out. Are the polls right? Are the polls wrong? We're about to find out. But we should be focused like a laser. Forget about the static. We should be focused like a laser. You know you love this country. And you know there are candidates out there who do not. There are candidates out there who want to fundamentally change America. I don't want to fundamentally change America. I love America. You know. But Hollywood, Bloomberg, Steyer, Soros, and others, many others, multi-billionaires, you know that they, they support a strongly centralized government Because they know, as multi-billionaires, they have enormous influence over the future of this society. And they want more influence over the future of this society. They're egomaniacal. They're narcissistic. And we have to fight this. You shouldn't be on the fence right now. My fellow conservatives in Arizona, you shouldn't be on the fence. My fellow conservatives in the 10th District of Virginia, where Barbara Comstock is, you shouldn't be on the fence anymore. My fellow conservatives in the state of Nevada, you shouldn't be on the fence anymore. And we can go through all these states, whether Republicans running or not, 
necessarily that conservative, but they still love the country. They're not trying to tear it apart, and it seems. And that's the kind of race we have right now, folks. I know you detest the media, and you have every reason to detest the media. They're not defending the First Amendment. They're not defending freedom of the press. We've talked about this before. They're advancing a a radical ideological agenda. They're, They're trying to disrupt this presidency. They're trying to burden this presidency. They're trying to undermine this presidency. Much like Russian TV. They're like Pravda. They're like Pravda. You get very little news from news today, right? So this election is very important. Now, look, it's Wednesday. I'm going to keep talking about this right up to Election Day on Tuesday night. When I sit here, and hopefully with millions of you, and the returns start coming in as we have every election cycle, and we start analyzing what's going on. I'm very good about this. When these returns started to come in, Mr. Producer, in the Trump campaign around 8 o'clock, 8.30, I said to Mr. Producer, Trump won this election. He said, what do you mean? I said, look what's going on in Florida. Well, it's not over. They haven't gone. I said, look at the spread. And we haven't even gotten to the uh, Pensacola area, to the panhandle. I said, look at Pennsylvania. He said, I'll never. I said, look at Pennsylvania. I know Pennsylvania and Ohio and North Carolina. And we had to leave the air, but the dominoes started to fall. I'm hoping the same thing happens. On Tuesday, but it's not going to happen unless you get out and vote and bring some people with you or have some people vote. If you're voting early, just make sure they vote. It's a big deal. If you have an elderly parent or grandparent, you need to help them so they can vote. It's not a big deal. You're not in Afghanistan. You're not in Iraq. You're not in Syria. You're not in some hellhole in the world in a bunker or in a foxhole. No, you're, uh, you're an American, and all you have to do is vote. I'm a little surprised at some of the odd headlines and hostility in favor of this guy, uh, Gillum, on some of these websites uh, that we consider uh, either neutral or even conservative. It's bizarre. Almost like they're rooting for Gillum. I won't call the website out. It's run by a friend of mine, but it's very weird. Very weird. I would say Gillum is the worst candidate of the bunch. I'd say the, uh, the Senate candidate for the Democrats in, uh, in Arizona is number two. I'd say the, uh, the Democrat running for governor in Georgia is number three. I'd say this guy, uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke. And Texas is number four. I mean, they're so bad. So bad. It's incredible. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Maybe we shouldn't call them the enemy of the people, although I don't have a problem with that in certain specific cases. That is the media. Maybe the malignant media. Do you like that phrase, Mr. Producer? The malignant media. They, they prefer that because that's what they've become. John Stewart was on CNN last night, 
with Amanpour, and he was shockingly good. One out of a thousand programs. Listen very carefully to this exchange. Um, I don't think you will expect uh, the kind of replies that John Stewart provides. Cut 18, go. Obviously, we're all caught up in this sort of daily Trump fest. I mean, every single newspaper, every radio station, every bit of social media. You got to make money, or, too. Well, it's you gotta, dissecting. You got, you got bills to pay, man. You got electric bills. You got food. You know, this guy is he's giving you all cash, the cash flow in the Trump era for uh for these TV stations and for these... Can, can I say, that might have been an issue, and yeah. maybe it still is an issue for the people who are the bean counters, but yeah. we, the journalists, we, I think, believe that our job is to navigate the truth and to do the fact-checking and all the rest of it. So I think that's what motivates But I think the people. journalists have taken it personally. Okay, They're personally wounded and offended by this man. He baits them, and they dive in. And what he's done well, I thought, is appeal to their own narcissism, to their own ego. Because what he says is these are the and the journalists stand up and say, we are noble, we are honorable, how dare you, sir? And they take it personally. And now he's changed the conversation to not that his policies are silly or not working or any of those other things. It's all about the fight. He's, he's able to tune out everything else and get people just focused on the fight. He's going to win that fight. You know, even um, Bob, Bob Woodward said that in his book on the, on the Trump White House that a lot of journalists are too emotional about this. But it's hard for us to be dispassionate when words from the White House mm-hmm. are aggressive against us and, 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 and you know, raise the spectrum of violence against us. But you're not used to it. Think us. of the communities no, no, we're used of, to it, believe me. But think of the communities We've been out of there color. in the field. Mm-hmm. I think he's pegged them. I think he's pegged them very much. They're thin-skinned. They're egomaniacs. They're narcissistic. They've got enormous power. And uh, Trump takes them on. He challenges them. And you're not allowed to do that. You know, they used to always say, don't pick a fight with a newspaper. Why? Because they buy their ink by the barrel. But Trump rejects that. He is a, um, he's a contrarian. He's a contrarian. And it's a good, it's a good thing under these circumstances. And the media cannot stand him. They're used to the way George W. Bush would react to the media, which is not at all. Not at all. They thought they taught Republicans a lesson when they went after Richard Nixon the way they did. But Trump is his own man. He's writing his own history. And you're living through this history. It's a remarkable history, ladies and gentlemen. And they will try and write the history. They will try and write the books about Trump. How he was like Hitler. How his supporters were like Hitler. How it was a low point in American history. It's a high point in American history. It's a leading point in American history. And what's going on now is that the media want to cut short uh, the advances that have been made. They, they want to create chaos. They want to create hatred and jealousies and so forth. But on their terms, which is why they are not only rooting for the Democrats to win the House and the Senate... They are the propagandists for the Democrats. They are the propagandists for the Democrats. 
That's why you see them not dare to take on Andrew Gillum. Or the clown is running in Arizona. Or the clown who's running in Georgia. Or the clown who's running in Texas. And by that I mean the Democrat nominees. I'll be right back. Show live and national at 877-381-3811. You know, I don't know many members of Congress by choice, but I've gotten to know a little bit Lee Zeldin, and I really like Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin is an Army vet. Lee Zeldin is a wonderful congressman from Long Island, and uh, it's very important, I think, to the nation that he get reelected, particularly the people of Long Island. Lee Zeldin, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's good to be with you tonight. Well, tell me how your campaign's going. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, complacency is not an option, whether it's the 1st Congressional District or all across the country. We have to close our eyes, visualize what type of a country we want in January and spend the next six days fighting for it, or we will end up with a very different-looking country. I'll tell you, you know, as far as what's happening in my district, people came home Halloween. You want to spend time with your kids. Enjoy your evening together, and mailboxes were filled up with an attack piece where the, the mailer, one half of it was just a hanger, a hanger, like to put your coat on, and one line that said, Lee Zeldin's plan for women's health care. And it's disgusting what we're up oh, against here Lord. in New York 1 and all across the country. Uh, I'm fighting for my daughters. I'm fighting for this country, this nation, and we got to vote. That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And you know what, Lee Zellman, uh, the, any, any notion of civility has gone out the window with the media, uh, with your opponents. Uh, it just, anything flies. So they, they, they sent out hangers uh, trying to imply that that's your view of how women should be treated with uh, unwanted pregnancies. That's right. I posted it. It's on my, my Twitter account, at Lee Zeldin, Z-E-L-D-I-N. You could, you could see it. It's a, uh, it. It was sent by the New York State Democratic Party and my opponent's campaign. And, and my, my opponent was asked about it, and he doubled down. I mean, like, proud of this. Uh, and, you know, right after Maxine Waters, a few months back, told her followers, not just in that audience, but all across America, to be confronting opposition right after that, we had someone who showed up at one of my campaign offices, confronted one of my volunteers, said that every uh, supporter of, of President Trump and Congressman Zeldin should be killed, and then tried to run him over with a vehicle. He had to dive out of the way. The guy ends up getting arrested. It's, you know, we're fighting for a future that, I mean, I am about... I mean, I, I think things are going well in this country. I see the Labor Department numbers where wage growth is now up over 3%, the highest number now in 10 years, and unemployment's at a 49-year low. We still have challenges, but I have an opponent, and they're running all across America. They want to oppose, resist, impeach, and obstruct everything and anything. I do not want Nancy Pelosi to be Speaker. I do not want Maxine Waters to become Chair of the House Financial Services Committee. So this country that I'm willing to lay down my life for on the battlefield is one that is worth fighting for in Congress. It's an honor to be there, uh, but I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to cower. I know, obviously, that you never will. Your, your audience won't. Uh, and that's the country that we're fighting for. It's only six days. We could do this. We can 
keep control of the House. We can even pick up a few seats in the Senate. And the alternative scares the heck out of me. Now, Lee Zeldin, if the nation wants to help you and the people in, on Long Island in your area there, they want to get involved, where do they go? ZeldinforCongress.com. Uh, you can visit my website on Facebook at Lee M. Zeldin. I mentioned my Twitter at Lee Zeldin. And wherever you live, if you have a, a Republican who's running against one of these unhinged leftists who want to take our country in the wrong direction, you're fighting on the street, on your block, with your neighbors, with your friends. No one can stay home. You can't wake up on November 7th complaining about the country that we have if we don't fight for it for these next six days. You have to earn that with your vote. And you're such a great patriot. And that's all we have to do. We have men and women all over the world who are facing enemies. Their lives are endangered. They've left their, the comfort of home and their families, as you did uh, some years back. All we have to do is vote, make sure five or six people who we know who have like-minded also vote. And we will strongly uh, defeat the other side. That's right. And, and, and our national security, I mean, the, the embassy in Israel moving to Jerusalem, the president not just fulfilling his own campaign promise and doing the right thing, but fulfilling promises of president's past, withdrawing from the fatally flawed Iran nuclear deal, withdrawing from the Paris Accords where we were making these commitments on our end while a country like China was agreeing to actually increase emissions. You know, understanding their enemies do not respect weakness they only respect strength we can't be silent not because we want war but because we want to prevent it we have right now a president and a national security team behind them that is ensuring that american exceptionalism is nothing to apologize for we are respected again and i love it we have to continue going in the right direction and the president needs people in congress who are going to support him when he has a backbone standing up to threats to our country that is how we protect ourselves and next generation. That's how we protect our freedoms and liberties. And I'll tell you, as an Army reservist, I know that if I was ever sent into harm's way, I would be sent to win or not sent at all. Where we have had conflicts in the past where we have sent our troops into harm's way and we've set them up to fail. So I feel good as, as a U.S. citizen with, with where we are in national security, as a member of Congress, and also someone who uh, actually just got selected last week for promotion, Lieutenant Colonel. Wow. Uh, still proudly serving in the, in the reserves as well. Uh, there are many ways to serve, and I, uh, it's a privilege to be able to, to wear the uniform. That, that uniform actually feels uh, even better than the, the suit that you wear down in Congress. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations on that. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, the president also wants to fight... Uh, illegal immigration. He wants better vetting. There's an MS-13 problem on Long Island, isn't there? Absolutely. And MS-13 is now being defeated. The president is confronting the, the, the threat head-on. I and mean, we saw it with the threat of radical Islamic extremism. You cannot defeat a threat you're not willing to identify. This president gets heat for calling MS-13 animals. They are animals. He's come up to Long Island multiple times. We've had members of his administration all in working with local law enforcement uh, and it's not just about combating ms-13 it's the it's the sex trafficking the drug trafficking the human trafficking so it's protecting public safety not just the high-profile murder that everyone in the country will hear about it's also this administration rescuing that that the, the women who are stuck in that sex brothel in that town within my district where they're being used as as slaves having sex all day long so the administration is, is protecting 
uh, all these people who are who are being victimized by the crimes and the way that MS-13 supports itself. Uh, my opponent is one of those people who said that we need to, you know, he supports the sanctuary city policy of cutting off all coordination and cooperation between ICE and our local forces. And, 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 and uh, Congressman, let me just stop you there so the American people in your district understand what that means. That means that after a criminal illegal alien has served their sentence in an American prison, that they will not work with ICE to get a detainer for the feds to pick up that person and deport them. That person is released into the community. Right. It, totally. You're cutting off coordination and cooperation. You're not, you're not telling ICE that you have someone, that you're about to release them into the community. You're actually working against ICE, where the Oakland mayor gives everybody a heads up that ICE is coming. Uh, where we have in New York, we have all sorts of sanctuary city policies, county, uh, and even state policies. If Andrew Cuomo and the, the Democrats were to have full control of Albany come January, uh, so yeah, it's it's really concerning because actually the maximum amount of cooperation is how to keep my constituents safe, not cutting off cooperation with ICE. And I'll tell you, our ICE agents—they're amazing. Our governor calls our ICE agents thugs. He says America's never been great. Our ICE agents—they kiss their sons and daughters goodbye in the morning, their spouse, and they put themselves at great physical harm, not just for their family at home, but for strangers as well. We should be supporting them, backing them up. And the fact that people are getting rewarded with votes by attacking ICE, attacking our law enforcement, I don't know what's going on in this country. It's zeldinforcongress.com, Z-E-L-D-I-N for congress.com. Excuse me. Um, What do you see happening domestically if Nancy Pelosi and uh, these... First of all, the Democrat Party has been strongly radicalized, don't you think, Congressman? Yeah, I mean, they want socialized medicine. I mean, my, my opponent is one of those Medicare for all type guys, free health care for, for illegal immigrants. Uh, it would bankrupt Medicare for seniors. You would have to, even if you doubled everybody's taxes on the individual and corporate side, you still wouldn't have enough money to pay for it. I, I hear of that person in the U.K. who has a heart attack. They get stabilized. They want a catheter. They don't get a catheter. They get sent home. If they have money, they get on a plane, they come to JFK here in New York, they arrive at the airport, they complain about their heart, they go to the local hospital, they get a catheter. It's because their rationale where that provider can only provide 12 catheters. So what, what, what do we risk with the Democrats gaining control on the policies? They are going further and further to the left. And then as far as having gavels in their hand, Jerry Nadler or Maxine Waters or Adam Schiff with gavels in their hand are all going, it's going to be completely about resisting opposing, impeaching his president. And as Jerry Nadler has pointed out, he would want to be, be pursuing impeachment against Justice Kavanaugh. So he, these people can't have gavels in their hand. The consequences are, are way too great. All right, Congressman. We, uh, As you know, I strongly support you. I wish you all the best. That's Zeldin America. Let's help him out. What's that? So ZeldinforCongress.com. Zeldin, Z-E-L-D-I-N for Congress.com. And Long Island, you can you can lend them a hand, and all over the nation, I'm sure you can use a little bit of support. And it's just amazing they would send hangers, uh, the uh, Democrat State Party and uh, your opponent, and that your uh, staffer was threatened that way. And we want to wish you all the best. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for all the support, and thank you for fighting the fight. And you too. God bless you. That is a great congressman out of New York, Long Island. Now, Long Island, WABC. We're number one in WABC.
I got my radio start on WABC. And I have a ton of listeners out there in his district. It's very, very important that you return him to Congress. Very, very important. And you've got candidates all over the country. You heard how he spoke. This is a real leader. He talked about all of you folks with Republican candidates in your district, uh, incumbents, and those of you with open seats, with Republicans uh, trying to win, and those of you in, in Democrat districts that are marginal with Republicans trying to win. You heard what he said. You've got to get to the voting booth. You've got to make sure other people go. Or look what we're going to be left with. Look what this country's going to turn into. It's quite... It's not even about the candidates. It's about us and our children and our grandchildren. It's about us. This audience, you, you're the most patriotic audience out there, but there's still not enough of us. You got to grab some of your buddies, some of your family members, some of your coworkers, and, and you need to be the advocate. You need to be. You need to be Thomas Paine. And you can be. You need to be Thomas Paine. And you can be. Now here's the truth about most home security companies. They're like dealing with another bad cable company. You spend hours waiting around for technicians, hours on the phone to get questions answered. And then when you're at your limit, you remember, you know what? I'm locked into this damn three-year contract. Now if you're looking to protect your home and family, go with Simply Safe Security. It's the best home security. Simply Safe is real, comprehensive protection, beautifully designed to look good in your home. And using it makes your home safer, protects your family. Simply Safe has backups in place to keep you safe, you know, uh, because uh, whatever they try and do to your system, Simply Safe is ready. They're ready. And best of all, you get 24 7 monitoring with police and fire dispatch, just $15 a month. And unlike other home security systems and other security companies, Simply Safe has no long-term contract. It's the best around-the-clock protection you can find. Get 10% off Simply Safe today at simplysafemark.com. You'll also get free shipping and free returns. That's simplysafemark.com for 10% off your Simply Safe home security system. That's simplysafemark.com. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Every time you go online, your internet provider and advertising companies can track what you do and sell your personal information. Plus, the NSA gobbles up virtually everything. So how can you protect yourself? Computer experts recommend using a VPN, a VPN. The software I use is called ExpressVPN, and it makes super easy for anyone to stay private online. They're rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. These days, I don't use the Internet without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN's app takes just minutes to set up and afterwards runs seamlessly in the background of my computer and smartphone. You install the program, then you turn on ExpressVPN protection with a single click. It couldn't be easier. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your internet through data encryption and hiding your IP address. It's really almost unbelievable, isn't it? 
because it means nobody, nobody can record or access your online activity. This is what you need. This is what you've been asking for. So if you want to protect yourself from hackers and spy agencies and your ISP, visit expressvpn.com slash mark. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash mark for their special offer. That's three months free with a one-year package. So don't risk online data any longer. Protect yourself. Keep your privacy. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark. Now, you folks listening to this program, you love your country and you're patriotic or you wouldn't be listening to this program. Now, some people listening are curious. But I want to talk to all of you as Levinites, our big family, our big town hall meeting here. Why do you work every day? Those of you who are retired and you spent decades working, why did you work every day? To take care of your family. To provide for your family. To take care of yourselves. This is what you were taught. This is a very, very important American tradition. Why do you go to church or synagogue or your mosque and so forth? Why do you do that? Because you're believers. And even if you don't, many of you have faith, if not most of you. You have faith. You believe in family. What else do you believe in? You believe in your country, the United States of America. You're proud of your country. You're proud of your Declaration of Independence and your Constitution. You're proud that this is an exceptional nation. You're proud of our history, warts and all. You're proud of the fact that we fought in World War I and the good guys won. You're proud of the fact that your country and some of your family fought in World War II and defeated Adolf Hitler and Tojo and Mussolini at great cost. You're proud of the men and women who have served this nation in war after war. You're proud of the men and women who protect us on our streets and in our communities. You love this country. Well, let me tell you a little secret. There are people who have exactly the opposite view. And they're trying to destroy what this nation has created and what we, the people, have created. That's what I'm talking about. If you have early voting, vote. And bring people with you. It's on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I hope you'll check out Levin TV. And I very much hope you'll pick up a copy of Our Police at your bookstore or go online on Amazon.com. See you tomorrow. 